listeners, welcome to the Web Chatham Report, episode 121. Hello, how's it going? How are you? How you been? It's been a while. I don't know what day of my pandemic it is. I forgot to look that up today. I have 881 down, but I think that was last week when I started to get ready to do this podcast, and then I didn't do it. I have not been taking Fridays off, and there's somebody at the door. And let's see if he's at the door. That's my mother-in-law. Anyway, not been taking Fridays off. And we haven't had our August, what what do we call it, Uh, recharge day? That's what we call it at work when we give ourselves one Friday a month off. Uh, We haven't had it yet in August, and there are no holidays in August. So it's been like three or four weeks in a row with two-day weekends. That's pretty rough. I'm not going to lie, man. Two-day weekends are hard for me. Um... I have a lot to do on weekends, as it turns out. The gardening takes up at least a whole day. If I'm really lucky, I can get the gardening video done the same day as the gardening. But beyond that, you know, that's like a whole day. And so then Sunday, I run around and do everything else. I really thought I was going to get the podcast done last Sunday, but I was not feeling well. And I just decided to lay around and watch a bunch of Westworld. (laughs) And then today, I thought I had too much to do. I was very stressed out. But I got it all done. I uh, went to Lowe's Hardware to get some hardware cloth, which is like industrial strength chicken wire, fencing, and uh, some netting for my plants, and some fruit tree fertilizer, because I need to get the apple and pear trees out of their pots into the ground soon, except I'm not supposed to do it till fall. It's a real stressor for me. But they're not happy in their pots. I don't know what to do. But I got to do it soon. But I needed the stuff. And uh, Emma took Jane to a fairy party this morning. And Jane loved it. And now she's uh, holy terror cranky because she came home and said, I want to stay there forever. And uh, Jane didn't really know that the world had fun out in it. (laughs) Now she knows. We've ruined her. It's all over. (laughs) Uh, And I made marinara. I've been making marinara every weekend because I've just had so many tomatoes. Man, I've been making it and freezing it and getting it the way that Jane likes it and Emma likes it. I don't even really eat marinara except for on pizza, but I'm not much of a tomato sauce kind of guy. So, you know, I'm trying to make it to their taste. I got it down and I made more and, and, you know, that's like an hour of your weekend. It's just a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. But uh, I got it all done today. Um, I've been making chili powder. Oh, that's what I didn't do. Crap. All right. I got to go do that after this. Uh, I've been working for weeks to try and defrost the freezer, the chest freezer in the in the garage, and it was filled with frozen produce from last year, primarily hot peppers, and I, you know, they're kind of freezer burned, and I've already got new peppers from this year going on, and so I also, I need a lot of chili powder because it's sort of the most useful thing in this battle against the squirrels in the garden, so I decided I would take these 10 pounds of chili peppers in the chest freezer, and I would dehydrate them and grind them and it took three weeks 
<laughs> night and day in a six tray dehydrator to get all of them dehydrated because it's in the garage and it's humid. So it would take like 24 to 36 hours per batch. And I had to do like 10 batches because like I had so many peppers then it would grind them all in this little coffee grinder I got. And uh, I made about four gallons of chili powder. <laughs> that was a lot of work. Oh my God, that was so much work. But now the freezer is actually empty. And so I got to like wheel it out and uh, open up the spigot. I'm actually going to go do that right now because it's got to melt. So I will be right back. All right, it's done. You know, I've never been very good with to-do lists. You know, at work, it's not such a big deal. I used to use my email as my to-do list. I still do mainly use my email as my to-do list. I use an app called Captio. It sits on my home screen on my phone, and all it does is just a big blank field and emails yourself. And then I use filters to make that my to-do list. But I have to remember to put something on it, and I'm really bad about that with my personal stuff. Um, work is fine because we use, you know, software. <laughs> Productivity software, getting things done. What do you task project management software? So you know it's not a problem at work, but I just forget tasks at home. I like all week. I'm like I want to do this this weekend. I want to do this this weekend, and then I forget. And one of them I've been meaning to do for weeks. Well, I mean it's taken weeks because I had to get all the chili peppers out of the freezer, and I just did. Although when I just opened it up right now to wheel it out of the garage to defrost it, there are two more bags of chili peppers in there that I didn't. I guess I didn't finish that project. So they're in the dehydrator now, and I will have to make more chili powder and get the bucket out. It's pretty pretty exciting. I have a bucket of chili powder, five-gallon bucket of chili powder. <laughs> and I got some of those silica gel packets, desiccants, and stuck them in there because some of the peppers were still a little wet when I ground them, and it was like a little bad. But it's all working, man. It's all working. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a busy time. Uh, I went to the eye doctor. I got a new prescription. I got a new far away prescription, which is good. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I drove around with it and it looks great. And then I just got some sunglasses on order from it. And I got a new reading prescription, which is great for books, but it's not. My eyes are so bad now that I need a different prescription for computers, which are my screens are about 24 inches away from reading, which my screens are about 18 inches away. They don't use the same prescription anymore. So I got a great new reading prescription, but I did not get a good computer prescription. I just learned this when I did this. So I'm going to go back which is a pain in the ass. And then the whole, there's a whole drama there. They owe me money. It's a whole thing. And I couldn't get my prescription from them. And oh my God. Uh, anyway, that is going to keep going. I thought I was done with that. I got the new reading glasses. They were great for reading. I put them on in front of the computer. They didn't work. They were worse than my old ones. So yeah, that's a big hassle. Anyway, Jane is well. One of our friend's neighbors was two doors down, actually three or four doors down from us, built a pool. And they keep inviting us over. And Jane and Emma go over almost every weekend now. I go over every other weekend or so if I can get all the gardening done and everything else. And uh, usually if it's a three-day weekend, so i got time. So I haven't gone in two weeks now because I've been so busy, like I said. But anyway, it's been great. And Jane is learning to swim, and she's socializing with the neighbors. They don't have kids, though. But then we brought uh, some other neighbors that have a five and six year old over and they were very cranky and didn't want to get in the pool. But Jane's kind of friends with them. So that was kind of fun for her. Um, yeah, she's a holy terror today, though. She's very, very upset that she can't stay at the fairy party forever. <laughs> the fairy party was so cute. I didn't go, but Emma was sending me pictures while I was at the hardware store buying PVC pipe for her. <laughs> you know, division responsibilities. 
and uh oh just so cute so many little kids in fairy outfits it was it was quite adorable no nah, no boys though you should bring more boys to the fairy party if you ask me uh but she's really i mean she's been very very demanding attention lately i when i watch her in the evening now i can't watch videos i have to play with her <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. It's weird. You know, Emma had this whole thing. She's an only child. And she really thought one of her superhero strengths was that she could play, have a bunch of fun and play by herself. And she really felt strongly that Jane should be the same way. And we were doing a great job with it. But now Jane just wants to play with us. She still can obviously play by herself. But now it's just like she, she won't let me watch videos when we do bedtime. But, you know, it's like playing with her really just means sitting next to her and being present. And when she needs something, I do it. And most of the time, I'm just sitting there reading my book anyway. So it's not a big deal. But, uh, you know, and she's been having a bit of trouble falling asleep. I mean, not a lot, but she's been staying up later and later. She'll still go to bed. Bedtimes have gotten easier. But then she's like, she doesn't want you to leave. And then when you leave, she just doesn't fall asleep. And she's going to bed later than me. Like, I go to bed at like 1030 and she's going to bed like she's falling asleep after that. It's crazy. A girl needs sleep. She doesn't seem tired. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's working. It's just weird. She spends like two hours a night in bed playing with her dolls and reading. But I guess it works. I guess. Um, you know, I, I really... I, I don't know, man. I'm starting to worry about the friend thing. I'm starting to worry that she needs to get out of the house more. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I am trying to enjoy it, you know? Like... Before she goes off to kindergarten, I made a vow. I'd be a present for her as much as possible, and I've done a great job, but I'm ready. Another year, I can do another year if I have to, but I think she should start seeing, I mean, she sees kids all the time, but, you know, like, some structure outside of the house. But, of course, they just get sick all the time. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, work's been going well. It's been pretty chill. No complaints there. It nice, mellow two weeks. A lot of, a lot of taking care of business, TCOB, a lot of audit stuff, insurance stuff, uh, compliance stuff. Nothing exciting. I'll tell you that. Uh, but you know, getting it done, getting it done. And then, uh, gardening. Gardening's been going great. Uh, I think I've won the battle with the squirrels. I think I've won the battle with the Japanese beetles. Some small white mites seem to have killed off my cucumbers. I should have been spraying with neem oil. I didn't. I kept looking up leaf blight diseases on cucumbers and getting these long pages from, like, I couldn't find any organic treatments, just a bunch of herbicides that I was never going to use, but then I didn't think, and I should have just, eventually I googled mites on cucumber leaves, and it's like, use neem oil, and I was like, oh, great, I should have done that, but by then it was too late, and half the leaves are black, so I just pulled out the whole cucumber bed this weekend. Um, but I mean, you know, I got over a hundred cucumbers from that bed. It was a wild success. I kind of want to plant some more. I don't know. I rebuilt the bed, which was exhausting to loads of dirt, wheelbarrow loads of dirt and six different amendments into the soil. Uh, the dirt is like wet and it's like not a high pile. So I got to bend over and get like low to the ground to shovel every shovel full into the, of mud essentially into the wheelbarrow. I don't know why it's so wet. It's covered in a tarp, but it's, it's like where the drainage goes off the driveway, I guess. It's a problem. It's a problem. Um, but I got that bed built again. I'm going to plant some snow peas in it in a couple weeks. The beans are going great. I planted new corn. It's going great. The peppers are going great. I have not enough red peppers. I kind of messed up. Next year, I really got to plant more red peppers and fewer shishitos. I have so many shishitos. I'm eating them every, all the time, and I'm giving them away. Tomatoes are going great. Now they're, uh, they're starting to dry up. Um... It's it's a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. 
I mean, it was by far and away my best successful tomato season, but it was going so well. And then the, the squirrels got them and I still got like, I was getting like five pounds a week and that was great. But there was like a septoria leaf blade on it. And I kept spraying and cutting and it didn't do a lot of good. There's still, you know, 20 tomatoes on the vines ripening, but I think they're not long for this world. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Weirdly, the determinants, the Roma especially, did way better than the indeterminates, but they were in ground, so I think that might be part of it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I'm going to do next year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Plan them farther apart, maybe? I need maybe another bed. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot, to, a lot to figure out with that. Um, anyway, the rose is going great. The herbs are going great. I planted... Uh, all the grapes are doing really well. The strawberries are doing well. I think that bed's going to go soon. I just planted some more shallots. I just planted some more beets. Um, the radishes are on round three. They just thinned them. This, I just thinned them this weekend. The lettuce and is going great. The celery, fennel, and carrots are all have sprouted but aren't doing a whole lot yet. I dug up one of my buckets of potatoes. I got about 10 buckets of potatoes and it had three potatoes in it. And, you know, I put probably three seed starts in there. So each of the seed starts grew into a full-size potato. So that was good. But, I mean, not not a successful potato haul. Um, I might do the potatoes in ground next year and then do the tomatoes in containers. I don't know. The Roma did really well in a container this year. But it was a big container. The... I don't know. I don't know. I gotta like, I haven't, I'm still working on a plan for next year. Uh, and then I gotta get the trees out of the hoop house and the blueberry and I gotta get them in the ground, but you're not supposed to do it till fall, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is all in the garden videos, so you can watch them if you like. Let's do media. Uh, I have not bought any Blu-ray 4Ks at Walmart or anywhere else in the last few weeks. I've been going to Walmart once a week. There hasn't been anything really great that I wanted. Um, well, we added two things to Plex since we last talked. LFO, a murder movie about synthesizers from 2013 and The Beach Bum, the Harmony Corinne film with uh, Matthew McConaughey from 2019 that I really, really love. Um, and I'm about to put the Florida project up there, but that'll be another couple days. I got to tag it all and all that. Uh, yeah. And I only sold three things on Discogs. I sold Sun Kill Moon's album Benji. Uh, have it on vinyl, and I am uncomfortable with Mark Kozlik now that he's been canceled. I mean, I'm not uncomfortable because he's been canceled. I'm uncomfortable because of all the creepy stuff he did, hooking up with ladies and never grew up, and it's kind of upsetting. But I do still kind of like that album, I'm not going to lie. But, but uh, goodbye, CD. Uh, I sold a Kellis CD that was not mine. I think it was Emma's. might have been my friend Tikva's that I was selling her CDs. I got it. I got to pay her. I keep forgetting. Uh, and I sold the Bauhaus CD and remains, which is a bunch of alternative rec alternate recordings of early songs like Bell Lugosi's dead. And, uh, I had forgotten about it and I sold it and I'm sad, but I mean, it's ripped. So I'm going to listen to it this week. Uh, I got some vinyl in the mail. Not a lot. I got the Eurythmics 1984 soundtrack for a dollar. Uh, it popped into my head the other day and I've been, Wanting to listen to it. It's really good. It's far and away the best Eurythmics album. I think. I love it. I hadn't listened to it in years. It's not on Spotify. I had the cassette when I was a kid. It's a great record. Uh, I got the self-titled Lloyd Cole album. Not the Commotions. Just this first solo album. The one that did pretty well in America. It has Downtown on it and No Blue Skies. Two of my favorite solo songs. Uh, I've had it on CD since the 80s. But I wanted the vinyl. And it was like $2 from the same place that had the Eurythmics record. So I got that. 
then I got Olivia Newton-John's physical, RIP Olivia Newton-John. That is very, very sad. Coincidentally, as far as I can tell, it's the 40th anniversary of the release of Physical, one of the first albums I ever owned. Olivia Newton-John was my first crush, and Walmart put out a 40th anniversary re-release of Physical on limited edition blue vinyl. No, pink vinyl. So I got that uh, last weekend as a tribute to Olivia, and it's great. And it comes with a poster. I kind of want to get this giant framed 80s Olivia Newton-John physical poster and a headband <laughs> framed and put it in my house somewhere. <laughs> I cannot emphasize how much of an influence that album had on me when I was a kid. Uh, and then I got the Cocteau Twins box set one, which came out about seven years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And it's a reissue of many of their first albums and EPs in one box set. It's just gorgeous. Oh my God. And it's almost brand new. This one I got and it smelled, the ink still smells. It's just beautiful. It's pristine. It's just one of the most beautiful Von Oliver creations I've seen, and uh, I'm very happy to own it. I've ogled it and listened to it all, and then I just put it on the shelf, and I'll never touch it again. Speaking of which, I got the Rogue One soundtrack 4LP expanded box set. It's a Mondo release, and it is also gorgeous. It is uh, now on the shelf, and I'll never touch it again. And, okay, I listened to a bunch of albums. Man. It's been so long, I don't even remember some of these. Bad Brains, Eye Against Eye, which I think I listened to at some point in my life, but I listened to it all and paid attention for the first time in like 30 years, and it was as good. Bad Brains were awesome. We all know this. Julian Baker has a B-Sides EP out. It was great. Three songs, mellow, pretty, really nice. Santa Gold has a new album called Nothing that I very much enjoyed. Uh, I like Santa Gold a lot. She keeps putting records out. They, I keep liking them, and uh, she should be a lot bigger than she is. Oh, I listened to Bad Brains Live as well, which I definitely had never heard before. I'm very sad I never saw Bad Brains Live. I thought I did, but I did not, I'm pretty sure, because I thought I saw him at the channel with uh, Rollins Band and GBH, and I looked it up, and Bad Brains never played the channel after I got to Boston, so I imagined that, which sucks. I think what happened is I saw HR Solo sometime around then. Uh, anyway... Screaming Trees, Other Worlds, their first album, uh, very good. Uh, this is all from when I was reading the uh, SST book. Uh, that's it. That's the end of the SST book listenings. Uh, Gia Margaret, uh, my friend Sam Valenti, wrote about this, about her. And uh, I listened to two albums of hers, and they're great. One was an ambient album called Mia Gargaret. <laughs> and one is a, a pop record, not pop, but, you know, a record of songs with vocals called There's Always Glimmer that was really, really good. And uh, I, I don't know anything about her, but, man, Gia Margaret was awesome. Horror. Oh, yeah, I lied. I'm not done with the SST stuff. Horror is one of Greg Ginn's many instrumental bands uh, Greg Ginn of course is the founder of SST Records co-founder eventually bought everyone else out and the guitarist and sole consistent member of Black Flag uh, seems like he's kind of a dick and he owns the rights to all these albums and he won't let people release them that's why you can't find quality Uskurdu reissues and things like that and his ex-wife sued him for spousal abuse and his daughter doesn't like him and one of the members of black flag backed up her accusations but i wanted to listen to some of his uh instrumental stuff uh guitar techno he calls it and the album is called house the, uh, the band is called horror h-o-r uh and then it was actually really good i'm not gonna lie i'm into his 
instrumental stuff, even though he seems like he's a dick. Oxblow, Oxbow, Serenade in Red, a sort of uh, metal post-rock band, uh, late period SST, that I've heard of and uh, seen live, or not, I hadn't seen live, but I remember when they used to play live. And I just didn't know anything about him, and I was like, it's time to learn about him. And I really liked that album. It was awesome. Uh, Little Ugly Mane. Volcanic Bird Enemy and The Voiced Concern. This came from my friend Philip. It's very good. It's very weird. It's stylized as a hip-hop album, but it sounds more like Chick 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 or something like that. It's dancey. It's poppy. Maybe something like the Black Star Kids that I really loved a couple years back. Uh, pop, hip-hop, alternative, rock, indie, all-in-one. Very good. Artificial Brain, death metal band, self-titled album. Really liked it. I'm very into death metal these days. It's kind of a problem. Caven has a new album, Heavy Pendulum. It was pretty solid. Uh, then I went back and listened to all the Gastrodale Soul albums I'd never listened to before. Gastrodale Soul, of course, is sort of an avant-garde experimental rock band centered around Jim O'Rourke, who later on joined Sonic Youth, and I think even Wilco. Guys have done a million things. Uh, but this band, I saw them a couple times back in the 90s, and I loved them, but there's a bunch of their albums I'd never listened to. Uh, Camo Fleur, The Serpentine Familiar, and Up Upgrade and Afterlife. And I liked them all. They were awesome. I'm not surprised. I always loved Gastrodel Soul. New band, uh, my friend Bill alerted me to. They're called Chat Pile. The album is called God's Country. He called it a band that should be on Amphetamine Reptile in the 90s. Uh, it's sort of metal punk, uh, you know, like in the in a Trail of Dead sort of vein, uh, but really good. Loved it. Solid rock. Florist, super mellow female vocalist. Might be a soloist even. Don't know a lot about Florist. Self-titled record. Very, very good. Keith, if you're listening, you would love Florist if you haven't heard her before. New of Montreal album, Freewheelers, Lucifer, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Each of the fucks has a carrot pointing in a different direction. Uh, less than, carrot, greater than, to make up the use in the word fuck. I don't know, man. Of Montreal. I still give them a chance every time because the Elephant Six thing, Neutral Milk Hotel, all that stuff back in the day. Uh, this is darker. It is more synth-based. It is kind of creepy, actually, uh, but it was really good. Maybe like uh, Anohi without the vocals. Um, or, yeah, that, that band I'm really into now that he is... He sings a lot in <laughs> Hercules and Love Affair. Something like that. Dark synth. Uh, Beyonce listened to her new album, Renaissance. I liked it. Not as much as everybody else. Um, when I listened to it, I was getting kind of bored. It's a little long. And then I was driving to the car the other day, and one of the songs came on, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a hot jam. So, you know, I was just not listening to it in the right environment. I will say I don't love it as much as Beyonce. Um, that was my favorite of the recent albums. I liked the weird song, not the weird songs, the ones no one else did, like Pretty Hurts and EXO. But uh, yeah, Renaissance is good. It's good. Uh, Wet, new album from Wet. The album is called Pink Room. It is mellow. It's mostly acoustic. Wet's always pretty mellow. This is more mellow. They used to be a little bit more upbeat. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, DC Gore, all these things. Gothy synth pop. It is awesome if you love the synth pop and the gothy. It's mellow. It's not like Wolfsheim or VNV Nation or something. It's more like, uh, you know, 80s almost gothy synth pop. But yeah, it's awesome. That was really good. Seedsman to the World. This is awesome. Self-titled album, Seedsman to the World. It's on Spotify. It's Warren DeFever from His Name is Alive and like five other people from five other bands. And it's like 
great. It's like covers the 70s and weird droney stuff. And oh, yeah, I love it a lot. Seeds into the world. It's my favorite thing that Warren Tefer has done in like 10 years. Strong recommend. Sabrina Claudio, based on a feeling. She is from Miami. She's Latina. She does R&B. She, uh, how did I, oh yeah, I learned about her because I was reading the liner notes on the Beyonce album Renaissance and she did a song with her on it and I had never heard of her and I wanted to check it out. So I checked it out. It was pretty good. Not my thing, but it was fine. Good dancing music. Working Men's Club has a new album, Fear Fear. That is a great record. Uh, synth, the, the fall, you know, that sort of genre that's going on in England now, like for those, to, uh, for those I love. Working Men's Club, Sounds Like the Fall with Synths. More and more, I think that late period fall album, Infotainment Scan, was shockingly influential, even though none of us gave it a chance at the time. I'm going to re-listen to that album this week. Uh, Jane Inc., Faster Than I Can Take, also synthy, poppy, really liked it. I don't know where I got it from, but uh, obviously once I saw the name and my daughter being named Jane, I was like, I'm going to listen to this, and I really enjoyed it. Bryjean. Angelo is the name of the album, Smooth and Synthy, kind of like Broadcast, I would say. I liked that one. Uh, then I listened to two Olivia Newton-John albums I hadn't listened to before, Soul Kiss and uh, a, a 90s album, Gaia, One Woman's Journey. Wow, that album was weird, man. <laughs> it was like, you remember when in the early 90s, every synth or, uh, Britpop band decided they needed to start doing shuffling disco beats and funk? And uh, yeah. So did Olivia Newton-John, apparently, and it's weird, and it's self-produced. I have so many questions about that album. I, I would read a 33 to 3rd about a, that album in a heartbeat. Manchester Orchestra, who I'd never heard, and I just skipped over them, and I always ignored them because a friend of mine years ago hipped me to Cinematic Orchestra, and I didn't like them, and I've always mixed the two bands up. But a friend of mine DM'd me a Manchester Orchestra live track. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. So I, picked, I listened to the album that was on. And the album is called The Black Mile to the Surface, and I love it. It sounds like the Doves, and I love Doves. So I'm going to listen to more Manchester Orchestra. I, I feel annoyed because they have played live in places that I could have seen them probably 20 times through the years, and I didn't go. And now I realize they're an awesome live band, and I'm really bummed. Uh, and then Mail Grab, What I Breathe, which is the last album I listened to new, and I don't remember it because I think I, didn't, I found it kind of unremarkable, I guess. So that is all the albums I listened to in the last three weeks. TV, uh, let's see. What's been going on with TV? We finished the Orville New Horizons. The last episode was the best one. It was the closest thing I've seen to my dream of plot-free sci-fi. It was really great. Uh, it is unclear if there's going to be more Orville. It is moving over to Disney Plus from Hulu, so you could watch it over there. The first two seasons were hilarious. The third season is now more serious. Um, it got a lot better, and I would, I think somebody should give them one more shot of another season because it really found its legs towards the end. Um, Westworld, we are watching Westworld. Ooh, finale is tonight. That's exciting. Um, I think season four is awesome. I think it's the best season. And uh, I got really into it, and there's things I couldn't remember. So I have been re-watching the earlier Westworld seasons. I finished season one. I'm near the end of season two. There's a lot of stuff I didn't remember. And then re-watching those made me remember how much... Realize how many things in this new season touch back to the older seasons. And uh, I just... Yeah, it's great. Um, 
Season two is still really bad. Season three, I liked. People didn't like season three, but I, I liked it. I haven't got rewatched season three yet. Maybe I'll like it less this time. Season two, just too many people just move from place to place and nothing really happens. Uh, but season one is great. It is great TV. Uh, we finished The Bear. Uh, that stressed me out. I don't know if I can watch another season. It was very good, but whew, man. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about the logistics of the finale as well i talked about this in my daily email though so you know i think i've done enough pondering about the bear we're still watching only murders in the building it is great i love it it really cheers me up we watched one last night it makes me very happy i watched the ilm industrial lights and magic documentary on disney plus six hour documentary called light and magic that was great Definitely focuses more on the early years and skips over a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, they, you know, they focus on Jurassic Park, but um, but the earlier stuff is fantastic because there's a lot of stuff I'd never seen, a lot of footage, all new interviews. It's um, directed by I don't remember who. It's directed by one of the oh, Lawrence Kasdan directed it. So um, I just remember that I did not look it up. So, you know, I mean, he knows all these people and he has the gravitas to do it and get all the good interviews. The interview subjects are amazing. And uh, it's I, the first three, four episodes are just monumentally good. Uh, we started What We Do in the Shadows new season. That is very enjoyable. We watched all of Sandman, which was amazing. I'm shocked how good it is. I uh, had no expectations that it would be this good. I assumed that Neil Gaiman wasn't going to let it be garbage. I was assuming it was going to be about as good as the Watchmen movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's as good or as the Watchmen TV show. It's probably the second best comic book TV show ever made after Watchmen. Maybe even better. It really got, it just kept getting better. There's one week episode like early on that I was kind of unimpressed with, but it, I was always kind of unimpressed with that issue of the comics as well. Um, and, you know, it's great. And it does suffer a little bit from them moving it in time from the 80s to now because it does interesting sort of complexities with some of the plot points and some of the timing on family relationships and things like that that uh, makes it a little bit less believable. <laughs> you know, an endless being who's the king of our dreams. Believable. But uh, that's probably my only nitpicky complaint about it. Um, I looked up when I last reread Watchmen or Sandman. It was probably, it was six years ago. So, you know, I think that was probably the fourth or fifth time I'd read it in my life. And so it's kind of fresh in my brain, but also not. So it's kind of worked really well. Like it kind of feels like a dream. And when they did deviate, you know, it's, it, it's pretty literal to the source material, but not completely. And sometimes I would remember things. I'd be like, I remember that differently. And sometimes I would be remembering wrong. And sometimes it was something they really changed. And that was just so interesting to me because it like added this dreamlike layer to the whole thing on top of it. And, you know, it's funny because it's like, it's hard to get back into that, right? Like there's this childlike innocence to Sandman. I mean, it's an adult comic, obviously. It's an adult story. But, you know, the whole thing of dreams being powerful, like I don't really have powerful dreams anymore. And and I don't really think about my dreams anymore, but you got to like get so you got to get back into the mood and they do a very good job of drawing you in over time. At first you're like, this is hokey dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it as sort of like a, you know, just judging it as an adaptation. But the more I went on, the more I start to remember the power of dreams and thinking about all the like aspects of it. And it just gets better and better and better. So yeah, 
It was great. I'm so excited for other seasons. Now I have to decide if I'm going to read Sandman again before the other seasons, which is a whole dilemma. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, only watched three movies. Watched Jurassic World Dominion. I liked it. We went in with very lowered expectations and pretty middling Rotten Tomatoes reviews. But uh, it was better than the last one, I thought. And it was fine. It was kind of fun. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great or anything. But, you know, it was good. It was fine. Uh, we rewatched Top Gun because we really are excited for Top Gun Maverick. And Emma hadn't, wasn't sure she'd ever seen Top Gun. She mentioned this like a month ago. I was like, you don't need to see it. Let me tell you the whole plot. And I sat down and told her the whole plot of Top Gun from memory because I've seen that movie so many times. And uh, But she was like, I want to actually watch it. And I was like, all right, we'll watch Top Gun again because I love Harold Faltermeyer so much. I love the Top Gun anthem. I love Take My Breath Away, even though that is uh, Georgia Broder and his mechanic, his car mechanic, he wrote Take My Breath Away with. <laughs> oh my God, Top Gun. Anyway, uh, and then we watched Prey two nights ago, the latest installment in the Predator series, and it is fucking awesome. It's on Hulu. Strong recommend. Just majestically good film. Very, very excited. Books. Uh, I finished that SST book, Corporate Rock Sucks. Uh, sorry, I was going to say Corporate Rock Still Sucks, but the book is called Corporate Rock Sucks, The Rise and Fall of SST Records by Jim Ruland. It was great. The ending was very sad, as I have already laid out why. Um, SST owned the rights to all their records, and they're not giving them back to people unless you get a really good lawyer and you make a lot of money. So Sonic Youth has got their records back. Soundgarden's got their records back, but almost no one else has. It sucks, man. That guy, that guy sucks. I hope he has a uh, heir that will either give people back the records or give them the vinyl reissues that they deserve. Uh, then I read both Patrick Radden books, but I only have one of them listed here. The Snakehead, an epic... Yeah, okay, all right. So, yeah, I read The Snakehead, an epic tale of Chinatown, Underworld, and the American Dream by Patrick Radden Keefe, and it was awesome. It is about uh, human trafficking and this very powerful woman in the in Chinatown in New York City that was sort of the ringleader of human... of secretly getting Chinese people into America for over 40 years and how they had to take her down and mob connection. It was just a great book. And then I read his Sackler Dynasty book, Empire of Pain, which I did not put in my list here. Old, please. All right, yes. Uh, Empire of Pain, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty by Patrick Radden Keefe. Also amazing. This is about the opioid crisis, the Sackler family, Purdue Pharma. But the really interesting part was part one, that before, the, before Purdue Pharma, the first Sackler, <laughs> and uh, the way he was behind the invention of pharmaceutical marketing and the rise of... Uh, <laughs> Valium and how the money he made was on Valium. So all the Sacklers that talk about how they're not from the Sackler, they're not from Purdue Pharma. They made their money from Valium and the overprescription of Valium and the rise of pharmaceutical marketing. So they're hardly clean. Also, he made a ton of money. Arthur Sackler was his name off of Purdue Pharma. He was a founder. He just sold out before uh, OxyContin. So, yeah. Anyway, very, very interesting. Uh, made me revisit my college girlfriend relationship because she was one. Of, uh, she had very, very bad migraines, and she was one of the first people ever prescribed OxyContin. And she definitely did sort of spend a lot of time kind of in a stupor there. Um, she, you know, she was fine in the end, but I was sort of like, you know, I never really understood until I read this book that even, like, I understood it was a timed release pill. 
And people learned to bypass that and started crushing the pills and so they could get it all at once. But in fact, the time release didn't even work and it was kind of a lie. So that has me reevaluating some stuff. I've been meaning to text her and ask her about that. But a uh, very interesting book. Um, I really, those two have been sitting in my Kindle for a long time. I think Patrick Radden Keefe is just a phenomenal writer. I had read Say Nothing years ago, a couple years ago. And so I wanted to read both of those before I tackled and began tackling the Rick Perlstein four book, History of Conservatism in America, which is what I'm working on now. I finished Before the Storm, Barry Goldwater, and the Unmaking of the American Consensus, and I am working on now Nixon Land, The Rise of a President and the Fracturing of America, and then it moves on to one that's between Nixon and Reagan, which I'm very excited about, then Reagan Land. So I'm a little under halfway done, but yeah, they're just phenomenal, phenomenal books. I didn't know a lot about Barry Goldwater, so that was all very interesting, and I knew more about Nixon because of the LBJ books and things like that, but yeah, man, you know, it just, boy history rhymes it really you know just so many things reading that in this era of trump it's a lot of a lot of parallels a lot of parallels which makes you feel good but also kind of stresses you out you know i don't know i'll think about it more as the weeks go by I was going to ramble there, but then I noticed that from last week, that's when the music was going to come in and I could have moved it, but I decided it was God and nature telling me to not ramble. So thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys soon. I'll be back in two weeks. I'll get back on the train of this. So drop a line, say hi, take care.